the Cleveland Cavaliers select Evan Mobley. It's been a historical franchise in this league for years. The Boston Celtics select Jason Tatum. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA Front Office Show. Happy day before non-guaranteed contracts get guaranteed. Um, Non-guaranteed? Does that... It sounded better in my head. It sounded better in my head than when I said it out loud. Trevor Lane, you can find me on Twitter, at Trevor underscore Lane, joined by Keith Smith, at Keith Smith NBA. Keith, how are you doing, man? How do you put up with me? I'm not sure if that... If I can get there with that one. Um, I tried last night. I don't know if you saw Cole Anthony made a pull up from the logo um, in Orlando in their game. And I was like, Cole logo or something. And it, it, it was equally as bad as I uh, guarantee. <laughs> well, it's it's yeah. never. Keep, the thing is that you're never going to top only Franz. So no, only Franz is the best. Yeah, one. No, that's the best. Uh, that one is going to that's going to stick. Uh, you, I'm going to make it stick. You've set the bar too high. That's that's the problem. <laughs> that's it. I failed with Trouble 07 for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Oh, okay. Um, I like that one. I really do. And it, it never really stuck. And uh, it now who knows if they'll stick together or not. So I'm, uh, I'm off that one. But yeah, only Franz is, is, is here to stay. I think it has to be. It has to be. Yeah. Um, we've got a lot to get into today. And part of it is the non-guaranteed contracts. We'll talk about that yeah. because NBA teams have to make a decision by tomorrow in terms of whether or not they're going to keep some of these guys. In fact, uh, why don't we even just start with this? Because one decision has already been made. The Bucks have waived DeMarcus Cousins. Are you surprised that they did Very. that? They did that? Yeah, I, w- I was too. I thought he's been fairly productive. Only 27% from deep from them, but that's but that's not a very sticky stat. He hasn't played a ton of games. It's not like he's played all season, but he was pretty productive for them. Yeah, no, it it, it was tough because for a couple of reasons, as you said, he's been fairly productive, mm-hmm. uh, uh, including last night. It, news broke almost as soon as the game ended, and he had 15 points and 10 rebounds yeah. in that game. <laughs> uh, Average nine points and six rebounds basically per, per game. And that's still a position to need for Milwaukee because there's no uh, thought of when Brooke Lopez might be back. So that kind of leaves Bobby Portis now as their only uh, big of no, of course, Giannis, obviously. Sure. I'm not trying to, uh, but they, they they don't really want him at the center. five. They, they've tried to avoid that. Yeah. So that's kind of Bobby Portis. And then they, they've been kind of getting by with, uh, you know, some of their deeper bench guys there and some small ball units. And this year they don't have PJ Tucker to really go small with at the five. So my guess is this was probably one where it was, yeah, we're just not super enthused about this. Uh, biggest challenge I think for cousins right now is he just, he can't really play defense because he, yeah. he can't move anymore. So that, that becomes a, it becomes a huge issue, but yeah, I'm still, still surprised at that, that he, that he didn't stick, uh, stick around there, but I get it. If you feel like the way to go is the roster spot and a little flexibility, then let, let's move on. And then you're better off to do it now than them waiting when you have to eat the full rest of the, the contract. Now, they did say that they're open to reconnecting with sure. him later on down the road. So maybe there is a path to him coming back there. Uh, if not, 
he, I would have to imagine he played well enough to land somewhere else. Somebody, yeah, somebody's going to take a I, shot on him. Yeah, you would think, you know, somewhere later uh, this year. And, and I'm going to kind of read between the lines on what John Horse, the Bucks general manager, told ESPN is, yeah, we'd love to, you know, maybe bring him back later. And I think that was a, um, if we can't find something better, yeah. is what was what was left off on that. But yeah, I mean, that's not the, the uh, you know, end of the world, um, you know, with, with that part of it for them. So yeah, so we'll, we'll see uh, what, what happens, um, you know, the rest of the way forward to Marcus Cousins. But yeah, you're right. There's a lot of a lot of stuff we've seen a couple of trades made for mm-hmm. these reasons um already we we already saw you know a couple guys get get moved um we may see another one or two of those uh today or tomorrow mm-hmm. uh that that happened but they, they, you want me to just run through the list of guys just sure so we yeah let's we do have it. it um so these are just alphabetical order uh here um by it's alphabetically by team um, so Timothy Luwawu Cabrero from the Hawks, he should stick. He's been a, mm-hmm. a rotation guy for a lot of the year due to injuries. Jabari Parker for the Celtics, that one may be a little bit of intrigue there. He's played more than I think they would like, and they're hopefully turning the corner towards better health. Um, and maybe they would like the roster spot, so we'll see on that one. DeAndre Bembry of the Nets, he's definitely going to stick. I would imagine jump in here too if you've got yeah. thoughts on any of these. Obviously, um, Alfonso McKinney of the Bulls, I think that one's pretty uh, well a lock. Uh, that he'll stick. Matt Thomas for the Bulls, that one's maybe a little bit more up in the air. Let's see where that goes. Ed Davis with the Cavs, we did speculated maybe he would be the one who goes when Rondo uh, was traded, mm-hmm. but. Um, not to be. And I think they like him as a veteran leader uh, for those guys. Lamar Stevens and Dean Wade, they're both going to stick. Uh, they've both been rotation guys most of the year. Moses Brown with the Mavs, I imagine he sticks just as a young big with upside. P.J. Dozier already uh, guaranteed that, that one was a little bit of an odd one because I guarantee hit in the middle of December. I'm working off a list that um, I put together for spot track. Let me, in case anybody wants to see this. So I do need to mention Alfonso McKinney did sign for the rest of the season. And I and I had to double check on that one, but uh, but, but it's yeah. but it was non guaranteed. Was it non guaranteed off yep. of the second ten day? Oh, okay, yep. I had to run that. I had to I had to hear as a uh, as a guaranteed deal, but I yeah, had to run no, that non guaranteed. But okay. it does, I mean, he's gonna get guaranteed. Yes, I, right. I would be shocked if he doesn't. Um, Golden State, Damian Lee and Gary Payton, they'll both get get fully guaranteed. Uh, Pacers, O'Shea Brissett, Keelan Martin, Kiefer Sykes, Sykes is was kind of an interesting one because he was a late addition to the roster here um, when they needed some point guard depth after TJ McConnell went down, but he's starting right now for them with a bunch of guys out. So I think he sticks and I think Brissett sticks. Martin will see, um, probably will stick as well, but we'll see. Isaiah Hartenstein, Clippers, definitely going to stick. Yes. Avery Bradley, Austin Reeves with the Lakers, I'd be shocked if uh, either one of them Agreed. was not there. I mean, Bradley starts, Reeves plays uh, very regularly now, so, I mean, any no chance, right? Either one of those no, guys gets, no chance. gets away from yet. Uh, Wesley Matthews of the Bucks, I assume he will stick as well. Um, if Because uh, normally you kind of do these things in waves if you were going to do it. And if Cousins is moving out, I think Matthews right. probably is going to stick around then. Uh, Jalen Noel of the Timberwolves, um, he's definitely going to stay there. Uh, the next couple of guys... Um, Wayne Selden and Gabriel Deck were both already waived uh, by the Knicks and the Thunder, respectively. Gary Clark's an interesting one for the Pelicans because he's also there because of a true hardship, not a COVID hardship. Um, but they because they had Zion out and then they had Didi Luzada 
go down. So they were because Luzada's on the suspended list, Clark came back. But if they feel like they're healthy enough now with a deep enough roster that they can get through, I think Luzada's got if I had to guess, he's probably got about maybe somewhere between five and ten games left on mm-hmm. his suspension. Maybe they wave Clark and don't don't take the full hit for him. Uh, Kenrich Williams of the Thunder, absolutely, and he already got guaranteed uh, by the Thunder. Paul Reed of the 76ers probably sticks. Dennis Smith Jr. of the Trailblazers, yeah, I would guess sticks. Uh, and then Mie Oni, who's now with the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, we, we had heard they were going to waive him. They have not done so yet, but... Again, we talked about they're trying to hit the salary floor, so they're not exactly interested in saving right. uh, money. In that money's sense. already spent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that's it. Yeah, so that, that money's going somewhere anyway, so might as well keep him uh, right up until the mm-hmm. till the deadline and let him go. They may even fully guarantee that. That's how far they're under uh, the salary floor and just say forget it and let, let him go. So we'll, we'll see how that one plays out. But there's your list. So couple interesting names to keep an eye on there. We'll obviously come to you guys and bring it to you. You know, if anybody uh, really so shockingly gets waived or traded or anything like that. Yeah. And in, in regards to the salary floor, we should mention that for anybody who doesn't know this, if a team is below that salary floor, that money's already gone. Even if they yeah. don't hit the salary floor, what's going to happen is whatever is left over is going to wind up being divided between the guys that are already on the team. So no matter what, from the team perspective, that money is spent. So if you're below the salary floor, you can make moves to absorb salaries or to absorb contracts, things like that, yep. and effectively not really have to spend any more because no matter what, you're already putting out that that much money. It's not like it's not like Michael Scott when he had a surplus and he got to <laughs> got to potentially keep fifteen yeah. percent of it. No, they don't get to do that. If you're below the floor, yep. that that money is going to get bumped up at the end of the season uh, anyway. Sam Pressy is not out buying a fur coat. At <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah, no, and that's a good point too. The other interesting note is there is no set formula for how it is split up. It is split up. It can be, it is a negotiation between the players association and the league on how that gets split up. So if there is, let's just say, just to make the math easy, there was uh, $15 million. It does not necessarily get split a million dollars to each player. It gets split up. However, they agree upon that it should be split. That can even include players who don't finish the year with the team may see a little bonus there. So it's interesting because when Philly, hit this a few years in a row during mm-hmm. the process years there was this thought that um and then it was came out later to be true that a handful of players and agents were not happy because they felt like hey you're just you're artificially hitting this number to avoid giving us more money right. just give us more money yeah um the most famous one i think was the year they acquired JaVale McGee um, for in his $15 million expiring contract and then waived him and he proceeded as dead money to be the highest paid player on the roster uh, for the remainder of the season. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's it's just, yeah, I mean, my guess is OKC ends up reaching it anyway because mm-hmm. I think we're going to see them eat some significant salary here at the trade deadline. Their challenge, though, is roster spots. They do have some guys that they like that I don't think they're going to be super interested in just waving. Deck was an easy waiver. He didn't play for them. He was really only signed to meet the salary floor mm-hmm. anyway. So uh, well, let's see you know, how this kind of goes goes for them over the next uh, month or so. But my, my guess is they'll, they'll, they'll get there one way or another. If you're below the salary floor and you're your team that's gonna that's spending that money anyway, and you can divide it up however you want, you should hold a little competition. 
I don't know, maybe a three, maybe a three point <laughs> shootout, maybe a one on one yeah. tournament, something like that. And, and and the winner gets X percent more than they normally would or something. Or maybe they make it winner take all, depending on the team and then televise it. People would people would <laughs> want to watch that make more money off of the money that you're already spending. Why not? I love it. I'm, I'm all for it. I, I think, uh, you know, depending on where you're at in the salary structure already, you may be like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, that's <laughs> I true. don't need to, I don't I don't need an extra 50,000. But yeah, it's I mean, that kind of brings into play the idea of this whole midseason tournament, mm-hmm. how motivated are some guys going to be? And and we're about to find out, I think, within the next year or two, what that's going to look like yeah. as well. But the, we already talked about that. You guys can go find that episode. So word did come out. I mean, we t- we've talked about it, but the Lakers did wind up signing Stanley Johnson. Yes. They officially signed him as of uh, like an hour and a half ago to a 10-day contract. Um, so that means that they will have him on the, the books for 10 days here. Uh, I believe they signed him today because they wanted him in practice today. I had guessed yes. that they might wait until tomorrow, which would guarantee that he'd get to play uh, 10 days from then, which would include a game against the Denver Nuggets. They're going to have to, I think, re-sign him before that game if they decide to do a second 10-day contract. Um, but they did sign him to that. They're doing that in order to keep some roster flexibility by having that open spot from Rajon Rondo. I believe the plan is still to keep him for the remainder of the season. He's just yep. kind of playing ball here and allowing them to have an open roster spot to potentially facilitate a trade or something like that uh, sometime and in the next is- 10 to 20 days. Sorry to interrupt, no, but this is the smart way to do it too, because then if you felt like, hey, we can actually give a couple extra days just with where they're at uh, up against um, the luxury tax and all that, it's not the worst idea to be you know, judicious about how you hand these out. If you feel like, all right, we can skip it. My guess is, though, it'll probably, this 10 days will flow right into a second 10 day and then a, yeah. a remainder season contract. And just to, I think we've already said this, but just to remind everybody, Normal 10-day rules are two of them, and then a, then a team has to choose to sign the player for the remainder of the season. Hardship 10 days did not count against that. Right. They, hardship 10 days are kind of weird in that they almost, like, they didn't happen after they ended because mm-hmm. there's there's no cap hit, there's no tax hit, and there's no penalty towards um, that that uh, counting of two with a team. And, and people have asked, why do they even have that two limit? It's because they don't want teams abusing the players. Yes. So just, you know, we'll keep doing a 10-day, 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 and then, you know, the next thing you know, poor guys are, aren't there. And then I did get this question, too, from someone on Twitter asked, um, a 10-day, it's 10 days or three games, whatever is longer. So right. if you're in a, one of those odd periods of the schedule where you play, uh, you only play three games in a 12-day period, it turns into a 12-day contract. So it's the, the longer. And then once there's less than 10 days or three games left in the season, you can no longer sign a 10-day contract. Interesting. I did not know that, but I, I would imagine it just about never comes up because NBA Pretty tends rare. to play just about every other day. We see some portions of the schedule where there's you know two days off or something like that i think the lakers had one three-day break at one point but sure. most of the time you're seeing teams uh, play just about every other day. when it came up joe kim noah signed with the clippers on a 10-day uh-huh. and then season one on pause for several months so it turned <laughs> into like a 300 or not 300 because that's far too much right. but like a 100 day contract he did not get paid for the 100 days mm-hmm. they played out this 10 day but it was very odd because there was all this talk of if you remember the clippers were a team that resumed the season in the bubble and mm-hmm. there was what happens here Did is he, he still is there? he still 
he's still there for like six more days or whatever it was. And, and that got separately negotiated as did everything else with, with the bubble. But, but that, that was just kind of a fun situation that happened. I mean, I don't know how fun it was for him, but <laughs> yeah, kind of left in, in limbo there, unsure of what's going on, but I mean, <laughs> unprecedented things happen when you enter yeah. these uncertain times, you never know what's going to take place. Um, Finishing up a little bit on the Lakers, according to Brian Windhorst of ESPN, they are looking to trade one or maybe both of Kent Bazemore and DeAndre Jordan with the goal being of opening up another roster spot, probably, we think, to be a player on the buyout market. So on one hand, it, it kind of says that your offseason decision-making was not so great if now you're probably going to have to give up more assets to rid yourself of a couple of veteran minimum contracts just to free up a roster spot. Tells you maybe you didn't make some of the, the correct decisions back then. But again, things shift quite a bit in the NBA. Uh, also interesting, though, that they're trying to do another one of these deals when they essentially just did that. They paid $1.1 million to move Rondo and not have to take on salary. They paid that $1.1 million to rid themselves of Denzel Valentine's contract there, got the Knicks to eat that instead of the Lakers having to take it on and then deal with the luxury tax ramifications. So Lakers aren't done, but again, these are all minor moves probably moves around the edges, which is pretty much what we're expecting for this team. Yeah, and there's a couple of things to keep note of there. You are limited in how much cash um, mm -hmm. you can send and receive each year. So that is uh, something to track. That's not something that I track uh, overly closely, but if, it, if I know it's getting close, I'll look into it. So as far as just paying a team to eat salary, that's probably getting a little, little more limited to be able to do that. But the Lakers do have some extra second round picks mm -hmm. coming their way. They, they have, uh, let's see, they've got, they don't have one this, this season. Um, but then they have two next year. Uh, the year after that, they have they have one. They have one in 2025. Mm -hmm. 2026 is already gone. And then they have one in 2027 and two in 2028. So they are in a position where they could um, definitely send a second round pick. And that's what we really saw in this Mieoni deal. OKC got paid in a second round pick. OKC sent cash because they have to send something yeah. uh, to the Jazz. So what they really kind of did was bought that second round pick through the combination of here's a little bit of cash plus we're going to eat this salary right. uh, for you. So uh, the Lakers will, will have the ability if they need to, to say, Hey, take Deandre Jordan for a pick and someone will do that or take Kemp Bazemore yeah. for a pick. Cause someone will have an open rush spot again, much like Rajon Rondo. These guys are a minimum uh, contracts so like any team in the league that isn't uh, at the hard cap, which there aren't any right now, and everybody's got enough room below. Anybody could acquire them as long as they have an open roster spot or they create an open roster spot to do so. Right. So a uh, decent chance that they can find new homes for those guys. If and no uh, loss on the court, right? Right. Because I mean, which Jordan is, barely plays, and they both and, started opening night. Yeah, I know. Which is crazy. I mean, it's. I was looking. It feels at like it a day. lifetime they ago. Both started more than half of the games that they've played in, mm -hmm. um, which says a lot too. Just what kind of a mess it's been for the Lakers, like so many other teams yeah. and players out. But yeah, it's, I mean, Jordan doesn't play anymore. Baysmore every once in a while, it seems like he gets thrown into the mix if other guys are out. But th those are two positions where if, if you're committed to doing the small ball thing, 
You don't really need Jordan. Um, yeah. And if and now they that guys have gotten healthy, they've got more than enough wings, and they don't need Bazemore either. Yeah, I mean Austin Reeves has beaten out Bazemore for minutes. Stanley Johnson is is ahead of him in the pecking order already. You've got Horton Tucker, yeah, Taylor Horton Tucker, uh, yeah, yeah, all those guys. I mean Ellington's not even getting minutes, and he's ahead of him too at right. the the two spot. So and I mean Malik Monk's playing the essentially playing as the three right now, and he's you know. And he's out of them. So, yeah, I mean, that's a that's a pretty tall order. And, and I saw Frank Vogel said the other day, Kendrick Nunn will play a ton yes. when he's healthy and available. So, I mean, that's just yet another guy that's going to push him further out. So this makes complete sense. Um, a couple people did ask. Um, I saw this floating around the Internet of like, wouldn't they be better off putting them into a trade? I mean, sure, that, if it's that there. would be three million dollars that you can use because the way you can use a minimum salary is you can either have it not count and have the other team get them via the minimum or you can count it mm -hmm. if you need to if you're trying to stack salaries for salary matching but i mean that starts to become into then you're asking a team to take on three four players mm -hmm. and a, you know three or four for one deal those are pretty unlikely to happen in season so they, it's this is my guess is they'll just get both either both moved off separately or one will get get kind of uh, sold off and then the other one maybe he gets thrown into a trade later and that other team will keep or wave him right absolutely um let's get i, I think this is kind of interesting gerald green blast from the past is coaching with yeah. the rockets has decided no more instead i'm going to join the g league because i want to get back into the nba <laughs> hasn't played in a couple of years order in me too is what <laughs> he saw lance stevenson <laughs> and said and said yeah. i can do that Yep. <laughs> what, yeah, are, I mean, what are his chances, you think, of, of making it back? I think if he was in the G League a month ago, they would have been a lot better. He yes. might have gotten one of these, these uh, call-ups here uh, now. But, I mean, I don't know. Let's see. He was always one of the best athletes in the league. Um, let's see where he's at with that. Um, you know, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of – find it hard to believe but if you had told me joe johnson would be on an nba roster in sure. 2021 i would have been like well play on a 2k legend series like what are we doing here like but so yeah i mean i, I don't know my guess is probably not but maybe but, you know i'm not going to count any of these guys out i can remember wanting the lakers to draft him in the year that they took uh andrew gerald green yeah gerald green he was an he was an interesting one you um, know where he went, went to the Celtics. yeah he went to boston yeah and then yeah. remember his cupcake dunk Yes, that was that was that was fantastic. And it, what always amazed me about, about Gerald Green is he excelled as a shooter despite missing a good portion of one of his fingers on his yes. shooting hand, which yep. is which that is always amazing. Too, in the same boat. So that's that's I is should. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, I should have my parents cut off a chunk of a finger. Maybe that's what I was missing out on. <laughs> that that was the, that's the secret. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Maybe I mean there's still time. I guess I could could uh, you got to get in shape first. So keep working on that, and then maybe I'll <laughs> chop a part of a finger off. But yeah, no crazy. I mean that. Yeah, I mean that these guys make pass. Have you seen the kid? He's he's here in Florida. His highlights come across the timeline. He with, plays with, with he's a high schooler with one arm. Yes, um, amazing. Han Hansel Emanuel, maybe I, it's something like that. I apologize if I don't have it right. Unbelievable. How and people keep saying, well, you just got to he's he I believe if I have this correct, he has his left arm and people are like, well, you just got to force him. Right. Doesn't teams are they're not able to do it. Yeah. Kid is unbelievably athletic and really good. So, I mean, that's 
the best part of sports, right, is when people do things that that just seem unexpected by a physical limitation. They just don't let it stop them. I I love that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I think it's great. It's absolutely a great story there. Um, another great story. You mentioned Lance Stevenson, 20 points in the first quarter off the <laughs> bench for the Pacers. Like, yeah. like Kyrie Irving's comeback. <laughs> no, no. Lance yep. Stevenson says, move over, Kyrie. I'm <laughs> taking the spotlight. This is my time. Three guitar. Here you go. Um nuts. Yeah. And great. then I saw Ky- Kyrie was like, Kyrie said something to him like, you don't even score this many points in games, <laughs> like, you know, and, and stuff. And then, uh, yeah, we, we should, I mean, great for Lance Stevenson. Really mm-hmm. cool. I got to believe he's going to stick somewhere. Probably now. like if, I mean, you can score 20 points in a quarter. Like that's, that's different than Joe Johnson snaking a pick and roll at the end of the game to drop in a mid range jump shot. Like that's not a thing that teams are going to get too excited about 20 points in a quarter against one of the best teams in the league. That's, that's something that says, yeah, maybe we got to look a little deeper at this guy. Let's talk a minute about Kyrie yeah. too. Um, back. He, he did not play well early. Did, didn't look very good. Not to be unexpected. Just, first, just compared back, to yeah. his standard. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Um, missed his first shot. He after the game said he was as nervous to take that shot as he had been to take any shot in his entire career. And this that's something because the dude knocked down a finals winner essentially. Right. Like, you know, so let's you know, we'll take that with a grain of salt. But, but that led to um, a lot of jokes on Twitter about taking shots and yes, you know, absolutely. That, all yeah, of that. Yeah, Be- because that's a shot Twitter. he's more afraid of. Yes. Yeah. But strictly basketball. How good is he that he could play as well as he did down the stretch mm-hmm. after not playing all season? Like it's just unbelievable how talented he is as a basketball player. Um, same thing like Clay Thompson after being out for two years is going to come back at some point. He's going to have one of those games where he hits six or seven three pointers, and I'm like, holy crap! Like yeah. these guys are just so very good. He was great down the stretch. Big part of why the Nets going to come from behind win over the Pacers. Uh, it feels like every Pacers game that I ever even have a passing interest in plays out the same exact way. They're really close and then they lose at the very end. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's just seems like that's just more, more proof that that team is at a chunky lemon milk and it's time, time to break <laughs> them up. So um, that episode was on the other day. Andy, <laughs> yeah. Andy's coming back. It, yeah, Andy's coming back. It's time to send them packing. Yep. So, um, but yeah, it's uh yeah. So just, just a little note there on Kyrie, but now he can't play in four of the next six games because mm. the, the nets are at home. Well, so. fortunately they, you know, still have this guy called Kevin Durant who happened, yeah, happened to drop okay. 39 points, eight boards and seven assists in that game. Um, I thought it was funny. Kyrie characterized the nets as i don't remember the exact wording but he essentially said we're the underdog or you know yeah you know everybody's against us or everybody's betting against us or something like that counting us out i don't remember the exact verbiage that he used and i went you've got james harden kevin durant and Kyrie on the same team nobody's counting you out man you guys were the favorites coming in from day one that's such stupid nonsense but that's also and i took it personally right that's it's what they do yep 100 percent um let's get to well i we would be remiss if we didn't talk about dirk Nowitzki getting his number retired by the mavs and they also unveiled the dirk Nowitzki statue uh mark cuban pretty funny actually he unveiled like a a replica of it a just a scale model of it so everybody would see what it's going to look like and then said that due to funding concerns that's actually with the statue that's full size (laughs) for the statue i mean but uh but of course it's his one-legged uh fade away the only thing i'm not sure on 
is they've got to like show that the ball is in action and he's yeah, shooting it. The three yeah. basketballs stacked yeah. on top of each other. I kind of I don't know about that part. I kind of wish they no, had, they just, had just left that out. Yeah, leave the ball in his hand. Is yeah. he shooting the shot? And, and then we'll all just assume it went in and we're good. Right. Like, we, we know what he was doing. Like, come on. It's also the silhouette is on the court. Like, I mean, we we know what's happening. It's a baseline one-legged, you know, fall away that yep. he, you know, made a billion times. And, you know, I mean, I loved the the just all the love he got yesterday. He was mm-hmm. one of my favorite players uh, for the duration of his career. Just a guy who... Came in and people were kind of like, yeah, oh, this guy's okay, but is he really that that good? Is he going to be that good? And just, you know, year over year one, I mean, I'll never forget that team beating the Heat team. Oh, yeah. Uh, in, in that was the amazing. Finals. I mean, yeah, I mean, he, you know, big, big part of them getting there and stuff. And, you know, they, they that too, like, never really um, didn't let that remember they lost to those we believe warriors mm-hmm. uh that that team when they were like the one seed and looked like they were gonna make the finals uh he didn't let that throw him or anything just a great career and did it all in one place i mean that's still to me that's that's you know we're seeing less and less like that yep. i mean uh, you know we, we've talked about it before kobe and then dirk and who knows who the next guy might be i mean the next guy honestly and i think he's gonna get his jersey retired um by the team and people are gonna be like wait what Udonis Haslam, I think oh, is going to be. He's the been there forever guy. in Miami. We're, we're going to see. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, do this full run. I don't, you know, I mean, just the way these guys change teams now. Maybe Steph, probably. Mm-hmm. It looks like, but I, there's still something in me that says Steph is going to be one of those guys that that ends up playing in Charlotte at the end of his career in front of the home fans okay. for you know a season or two. But yeah, let, let's see, you know, how that comes together. But yeah, it's a, uh, you know, very few and far between. That we see this anymore. Get, get ready for angry Warriors fans coming after you now. <laughs> no, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. But I mean, God, what are they owed? They're not owed anything. Like, come on now. Like, you know, it's a, it's funny. I wrote this is yeah, and I'm promised I'm not making this up. I wrote a long, long time ago for a site that no longer exists and quite frankly probably never should have existed in the first place. But that's a whole other story for another day. Um, I wrote that it doesn't end well. And I basically, the whole premise of it was like, these legends go out sad, right? Mm-hmm. They go out, um, they, I used Patrick Ewing as a big, um, uh, part of that, like, you know, went out playing for the, the Sonics and then the Orlando magic. Yeah. And it was like, he was back in blue, but it was the wrong shade of blue. And it wasn't the Knicks. Kim Olajuwon in Toronto. And I wrote in there, it's going to be sad when this plays out again. And it's someone like Tony Parker trades in the Spurs silver and black for the purple and teal of the, the Charlotte Hornets. And then that's exactly what that's happened, what happened. Like a couple years later. But yeah, it was just, and I only picked it cause it seemed like as like as weird of a, you know, uh, transition colors wise that I could come up with and, you know, lo and behold, that's what happened. But yeah, it, it's, it is cool when we see these guys go wire wire with one franchise. Like that still means, means quite a bit to me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It just adds to it, you know, and Dirk obviously leaves an incredible legacy in Dallas. Some just amazing moments. I mean, the one I always think of is when the, the final horn sounded and they won that championship, him running back to the locker room to take a moment to himself and cry and, and, yeah. and then, and then go back out, had to like compose himself. That I mean, it, it meant so much. Obviously, it means a lot to everybody to win a championship. But yeah. just that's one of the one of the moments from that series that I'll just never forget. And uh, absolutely. Dirk, absolutely one of the the very very best. Um, wrap things up. Couple of, I mean, somewhat minor contracts here. Bismack Biombo 
the rest of the season signing with the Suns. Uh, gives them another player in the paint here. Uh, Jalen Smith. I mean, what? You've got JaVale. You've got DeAndre Aiden. Bismack Biombo now. What's going on there? Yeah, I mean, my guess is nothing. It's probably just going to be that it plays out with him there. I think mm-hmm. this is just the sun saying, hey, we've got an open roster spot. Let's protect ourselves in this position in the middle where, you know, we've, we've, we don't have a ton of options because what they don't have on their roster is a four or five guy. The closest thing that they had was Dario Sarch, and then he got injured. And then after that, it was Frank Kaminsky, and he's also injured. Mm-hmm. So it really, I think this is, hey, we got to beef up our five um, position because we don't have the fours we can slide over and play small ball sure. uh, that way. So I, I get it. But I mean, the challenge with Jalen Smith is because they declined that third year option. They are limited in how much they can pay him as a free agent, but so is any team they trade him to, too. So that team is not going to be overly likely to say, yeah, you know, let's jump in on that. Unless it's, you know, I mean, we've speculated and thrown around the idea of Sarge and Smith to the Spurs for mm-hmm. Dad Young probably five billion times now. And maybe the Spurs look at it and say, yeah, we can do that because then we'll pay him that and then – We'll figure it out after, like the Warriors did with Kavon Looney. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my guess is probably doesn't change all that much for for them. But I mean, good for good for Biz for getting back in the yeah. league and you know, um, you know, sticking. He's actually looked pretty good um, so far for for them. So yeah, yeah. And then uh, the aforementioned Spurs they signed Tyler Johnson to a ten day. While we were recording, contract. Anthony Lamb. No, also I didn't see that. Ten day. Okay. Yeah, the Spurs are. They were one of the later teams to get hit with the. Uh, COVID outbreak, so they're they're going through it right now. So they're going to add a couple more guys um, to to help them through this uh, period. Dejounte Murray came back out of the health and safety protocols, and in his first game back, nearly dropped a triple double on Boston yeah. last night in a game that had you know just an absolute bananas ending with yes. uh, the you know, the Spurs uh, inbound threw it directly to Jalen Brown. I don't know what that. That would have been one where it's like we would have had to have a whole long conversation about what in the world that pass was. And then Jalen Brown, in his own words, you know, smoked the layup and, you know, just just missed it. So, you know, Boston again loses. They create new ways to lose uh, seemingly on a, you know, near daily basis. And Celtics fans like just like Lakers fans would and a lot of, a lot of other fan bases handled it completely oh. just just responsibly yep. and i mean no, no overreaction nothing like no, that none. never happens yeah no they were all you know polite and professional and, <laughs> and went about their night and said well you win some you lose some and, you know let's get back at it that did not happen no sarcasm <laughs> yes yes indeed <laughs> uh, a couple other other things just just tying out the transactions to finish them off um uh ryan archie diacono did sign the 10 day with the mm-hmm. Knicks after his hardship 10 day was voided. He signed a standard 10 day. He fills the open roster spot after Wayne Selden and Denzel Valentine were waived. Daniel House's 10 day went through with the Utah Jazz. And then Greg Monroe, after a uh, you know pretty good uh, showing on a hardship 10 day with the Timberwolves, signed a hardship 10 day with the Washington Wizards, who are still down several players uh, in the health and safety protocols and could really use another big. So um, so that, that closes out where we're at with those. Uh, you mentioned off air. 
that that we're slowing down yeah. on these, which is a good thing. And, and we're we're getting close now. Most teams are getting their guys back. Handful of teams again: Indiana, San Antonio, uh, Utah with Joe Ingles. We'll see if that goes to more players after Joe Joe Ingles. But um, it is uh, they're a little bit later in the, in the run. And there is a belief talking to folks around the league who really this is what they they do and know and quite frankly know more about than they ever thought that they would have to. Um, there's a belief that. This should hopefully they, they think this one wave will be it yeah. um, and that there won't be like another wave this season. But they're expecting it to be much like the rest of us. It's going to be something we're going to have to deal with in daily life from you know here on out and see what that looks like. Right. Yep. It's uh, just the way things are going. It's something we're going to have to deal with. But I think that wraps things up for today. Appreciate everybody for joining us, as always. Uh, If you're not doing so already, make sure you do subscribe right here to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. Turn on those notifications. Follow us wherever you listen to podcasts as well, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever. Happy (laughs) non-guarantee. Still doesn't really work. You can keep trying. I'll keep trying. I'll keep trying. Okay, I want to put a, um, just real quick at the end Mm -hmm. of the show here, his his ad is at Bush King twenty four. Uh, he said, "Your show with Trevor is one of my favorites and one of the few basketball YouTube channels I follow consistently. Love your analysis. So thanks, oh, man. Thank you. We, we really appreciate that. We, Absolutely. Those uh, you know, those uh, you know, notes they they mean a lot more to us than than you guys I think would would uh think that they might. They they really help pick up your day and keep you going and make you want to keep doing what we do. Absolutely, hundred percent. In fact, maybe tomorrow." Maybe tomorrow we'll we'll start the show talking about kind of the basic concept of kind of what we believe in in terms of sports coverage. We'll talk about that yeah. a little bit. Yeah, that'd be good. Okay. Sounds now, like now the good thing is you just maybe clinched that there'll be like a massive trade <laughs> that blows up. That's but right. Either way, we win, right? Yeah, absolutely. So that's, that, that, that's well done. Good good work by you. I like it. I, I jinxed us. Love it. <laughs> All right, everybody. Till next time. See ya and stay safe.